This is Center Stage, putting lawyers in the spotlight by highlighting attorneys and other industry experts to help take your law firm to the next level. Everyone, welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and with me today, I have Paula Black. Uh, she is one of the world's leading business development coaches and for uh, lawyers, entrepreneurs, and service providers. Uh, she teaches her clients how to attract more clients grow their, and grow their businesses while having the personal life that they want. Uh, Paula was recently voted one of the top legal business development coaches by the readers of the Daily Business Review, and she's also a member of the Forbes Coaches Council. Uh, she's an award-winning best selling author of A Lawyer's Guide to Creating a Life, Not Just a Living, and her collaboration with Jack Canfield, A Recipe for Success. Uh, during the pandemic, she recently published her sixth book, Retirement or a Third Act, What Will You Choose? And uh, Paula, thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure, John. It's yes, pretty- it's going to be great. So, um, you know, look, I, I mean, In full disclosure, Paul and I have known each other for a few years. We've worked together for a few years. So I've kind of watched your journey um, in, you know, marketing yourself, marketing your your coaching business. And initially, you know, you kind of had some initial skepticism and resistance to social media marketing. And why, why, why were you initially sort of hesitant towards social media to begin with? <laughs> hesitant is a nice, polite word. <laughs> because it was something I didn't, didn't really understand. And um, I think that um, as human beings, we resist change. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I can do that. Oh, maybe I don't. I don't, I don't really understand why it's important. You know, I don't need to know what everybody's having for lunch. Right. Because that was in the beginning, what people were doing, you know, just documenting their life. And as social media grew and became more sophisticated and more relevant to our lives, now that made more sense, right? And so um, I, I started following people. I love podcasts. I do a bunch of things that now it's a way of life. It's the way that we communicate. And thank goodness I caught on before March <laughs> of 2020. Right. Because this is where we are today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've talked to so many lawyers over the years where, you know, we start to have that conversation about social media and it's like, Hey, you should be on Facebook. You should be on Twitter. You should be on LinkedIn. And, and a lot of times I get the response was like, I don't, I don't understand how Twitter works. So I just, I shouldn't even be on there. And that's such a dangerous way of just going through life, you know, just to not, to not do something, to not get involved in something just because you don't understand it. Um, I guess, you know, when did you really kind of make the decision to just kind of embrace social media and really try to learn about it and see how it fit into how you did business? Oh, it, it, it was years ago where I put my toe in. And I think that that... Um, just seeing how that could could help, and um, I'm I 
I guess I, I, I was never really a eh, never ever naysayer, mm-hmm. but I was reluctant to putting my energy there when I was writing books or speaking or doing other uh, initiatives that, that in my mind made more sense. So it was more of a priority thing. And then you guys helped me see that a regular, uh, 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 regular flow of content to social media could start making some sense. Mm-hmm. And it's where I put my energy in writing books. You guys helped me put the energy into social media so that I could embrace it. But starting in, um, I, I think it was probably March, the early February, I mean, uh, late February, March, realizing what was about to happen, mm-hmm. um, that made a huge difference. And I truly, truly embraced social media. And fortunately, I had lots of content. So I had lots of ways to add to it, you know, uh, that made it easy or or more systematic. Um, I had already uh, on my own um, uh, started an Instagram uh, uh, account and I'm an amateur photographer, photographer. So I have all these fabulous photographs that I've taken all over the world. And it was a way for me to play with my photographs. So it was just a fun project. And so that had been started and I, I saw how all of those things could start to, to mesh together. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and one of the things that we kind of talk about is, is no one, no one's going to Facebook, going to Twitter, LinkedIn, or even Instagram to, find an attorney to find legal services, you know, uh, lawyers out there who work with you, they may not be going to social media to actually find a coach to work with. But one of the things that we always talk about is, you know, you put your content out there and people can see it. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, they get curious. They read this link. All of a sudden you kind of plant that seed in their mind. You become contacts, you know, whether they download a resource or whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden now you're in their system and now the rest of your marketing can really start to make those touch points. And so when it comes to social media, you're basically a a pro now at it. What sorts of things make for good content on social media? Well, I have, um, uh, uh, last year I created a course um, uh, called Thrive. And it is um, an online coaching program. And what we did was take clips from all that uh, video that we took. I have 163 clips that I use on social media. I have content from my book, uh, A Lawyer's Guide to Creating a Life, Not Just a Living. I have um, uh, content from the sale of the book. I was documenting for for weeks uh, being on a bestseller. So every week I could see that it was doing, doing really well. And so I use that um, when I give a speech, I try to, to pull things out from the speech. So I'm constantly thinking about 
chunking it into little tiny bits where before I was just creating that content and it was what I did. I did speeches, I did webinars, I did, um, uh, uh, I wrote books. And so it was all the content that I was always doing. It's just now creating them for these little bite-sized chunks. And I think the, the best thing that, um, that you all helped me with was creating a system in which to, to um, um, put it out there. System meaning I take uh, some of the images from Instagram and I use those. I take my clips from my videos, I use those, and, and it's a formula of how I build my social media each month, which is really, really um, impactful now because I have so much content. And this year, I had posted 3,060 um, uh, um, social media posts. Mm -hmm. In a variety of ways, yeah. And previous years had only been three hundred and fifty. Wow! Right. So every month, my task was to gather up all my stuff, and then you guys scheduled it. So yeah. it was it was really very impactful, and I think that's how I won the um, best of legal business development coaches this year, because in the past it wasn't. You know, it wasn't impactful enough. And to, to stay top of mind, you just got to kind of be there and just kind of be there all the time. You don't have to be, you know, center stage, just have to be present. And um, I think that, you know, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of th one big thing that a lot of people don't understand, you know, social media has changed a lot. You know, when it first came out, people would just see everything you post. and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years into it, you had these big corporations who would just put post after post after post out and just start dominating timelines and feeds. And so, you know, these, you know, profiles like Facebook, they had to start pulling back, especially on some of the business posts. And now it's on that compare on, you know, on top of all of the content that's out there right now, you have to put a lot out there because not everyone's going to see the first post you make. A lot of people aren't even going to see the second post you make. Yes. But yeah. yeah but once That's you get, I you know, understand, mm -hmm. you know, I, I looked at it like lineal, like, like a book, you right. thumb through a book, you know, you've got the book in your hand. It didn't, it didn't connect to me. Um, but now I see that I can even, uh, uh, repost a video. You don't just post it once, and and you guys post it on on um, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook, right. and I post things on on Instagram, and so it's it's going in all these different channels. And when I've gone through the 163 video clips of my course, I start all over again. Yep, and it. I get comments in a, on on posts that I thought, oh wow, I've done that three or four times already. Well, 
you know, it's kind of when, when it's time to show up for somebody, yep. you know, yep. they, they pay attention. Yeah. 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 So, and, and kind of building on, you know, what you just said there, uh, you know, a lot of attorneys kind of think that there's this, uh, almost this expectation of going viral, like maybe one post should have like 20 comments and shares and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to attorney content, what kind of engagement should they expect with their social media content? I, I don't really care about that. Uh And so I think what it, what it does is reinforce our credibility. And I think that's for lawyers as well, is that, Somebody mentions my name to some someone and they then go look me up. Well, of, co- of course, they're going to find my website mm-hmm. and then they're going to see my social media content. And therein lies the connectedness. Um, I have uh, clients all over the country that uh, they had no other way to find me other than my website and my social media because I'm not physically in New Jersey or Vancouver or LA or San Francisco, you know? So, um, I think it's more, um, a credibility reinforcer and the comments don't really, I don't really care about them. Um, it would be nice if somebody had something to say, but I don't think that's, I mean, I know that's not why I do it. I think it's, it's more about credibility and we have to think about our, our audience and our potential clients. Not many people who are um, in trouble, i.e. for criminal defense lawyers or, um, personal injury or corporate um, counsel or whatever Who's it looking is. looking for a divorce or anything like that. Right. Yeah. They're, right. They're not commenting about, oh my, so you did a divorce over here and da 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 I think that's really cool. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. But, you know, that's not, not how our clients respond. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've had attorneys come to us and it's just like, Oh, I'm not getting a whole lot of likes and comments on my social media. And it's like, yeah, that's not the point. You know, the point is that top of mind awareness. It's to just be showing up everywhere. You know, the, the attorneys that we've seen have the most success with this, you know, they come back to us and they're, they tell us about how they've signed clients who are just like, I I just keep seeing you everywhere. You're all over my Facebook timeline. You're all over this and that. And, And so that creating that top of mind awareness is just super important when it comes to any kind of social media strategy you're using and just having that repetition, you know, reusing those posts. It's, you know, it's not lazy. It's not, it doesn't mean that you don't have enough content. It just means that you're reinforcing that message that you want people to get. Right. Well, and I think that, that, um, our expectation needs to be how do we grow our practice and it's kind of like a quilt you know you got to do 
social media, you got to reinforce with articles and a newsletter and, and make speeches and have good client service and do your work efficiently. So it's all these things. And do it in a way that makes you happy, which is what I talk about a lot, that if you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to do it. Right. That's what really connected uh, with me when I figured out that I really liked Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so it, because it's, it's an extension of one of my hobbies. Right. And when I sit down to do all my, my posts for Instagram, that's a fun weekend because I'm going through all my photographs. And I remember when I was in Paris, I remember when I was doing a cooking class in Italy, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's what I love doing and the way that it has changed lots of different, lots of things in my um, toolbox of business development. I use those images in my speeches on my PowerPoint slides. So my, my slides are unique, absolutely unique. I'm not doing, you know, 18 bullets and, you know, and stock photography or stock, cartoons kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're unique. It is, I add them to my content for Facebook, uh, uh, LinkedIn and, and, and Twitter. So it's getting connected to the things you love. And I think that if you don't love it, you're not going to do it. It's just like exercise, you know, yeah. how many uh, you know, love to run, but they're doing it because they think they have to or lift weights or whatever it is. And then you stop doing it after, you know, two days, you know, heaving your guts out because you don't like the run. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. You have to love it. You have to love it and, and be put it as part of your life. Right. I, I am so thankful that I, I had that foundation before the pandemic started yeah. because at that moment, that's when I said, okay, I'm not going to be able to do all these other things. I'm going to go to lunch and go to networking things and all that stuff. So now I need to hunker down and play with my social media. And it is, um, it's fun. Huh? Uh, I never thought I would ever say that, that I get a kick out of it. And it also, gives me the um, the big picture view of what I'm doing and where I'm going and what I've done, you know, what I've accomplished. Yeah. And so often, like I, in my coaching with lawyers, we, um, we talk about just the future and not recognizing what they've accomplished in the past because we're kind of you know, to-do list, check, 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 keep going, keep going, barely look back at what we accomplished. And so this gives us a way of kind of assessing, wow, that was pretty good. I, I did 13 uh, uh, speeches or podcasts this year. Oh, that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Think about all the people that I touch you're going to take a part of, um, uh, or not you, but lawyers would could take a part of presentation they made um, at a bar association, take part 
apart that content with just a little bit of pizzazz and now you've got all kinds of 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 uh, social media posts. Yep. And if you love it, you'll do it. If you don't love it, find something you love doing that you can do on a consistent basis. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been wonderful, and uh, I think we. Uh, really touched on a lot of great things. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up and I want to ask you one final question. And that is if you had one piece of advice for attorneys out there, what would it be? It would be embrace change. And I think that um, when I, um, when I put together the content for my book, uh, uh, a lawyer's guide to creating a life, not just a living and I had different sections and, you know, all the, the put it together with 26 interviews. Huh. What I saw throughout all those uh, uh, interviews, it was people who embraced change, embraced a new way of thinking, embraced um, a, a, a promotion in a different way that it wasn't just about money. It was about what she was going to learn and wh whose lives she was going to impact. And that ended up being uh, uh, what catapulted Judge Arguello to become a federal judge. When you think about all those things that you embraced along your life story. And so I would say embrace change. Um, uh, Wayne Dyer talks about um, uh, peace um, in yourself, and uh -huh. I'm going to butcher the quote, but it's something like, um, uh, we, um, to have peace, it is retraining your brain to look at life the way it is and react to the way it is and not wanting it to be what you think it should be. And we have learned so much about that this past year that, okay, so we can't be out networking. Okay. So we're on a, on a podcast like this to be able to communicate and, and um, uh, share what we know and what we love. And, you know, maybe you don't like the fact that you can't travel. I worked with a, a client yesterday uh, with, regards to her sadness that her family can't take a, uh, a trip this year. But guess what? She could take a virtual safari in Africa with her kids, a virtual safari. Yeah. And it's only $200 and everybody's on the sofa with the guide. Yeah. So there are many ways to look at, at life and, and to embrace it, not resist it. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Thank you so much, Paula. Um, let everybody know uh, how they can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more about you. Great. At Paula, at paulablack.com. And if you or anybody else you know would like to build a practice um, and do it without sacrificing your life and everything else in your life, I would love to help. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, 
thank you everybody for checking us out. Uh, continue to download more episodes as they come out. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you get your podcast. Uh, we really want to grow this audience. Um, also check out our other show, The Law Firm Marketing Minute, uh, available in the same places that you get all the other podcasts. So yeah, I think that'll wrap it up for this week's episode. So uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.